Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's the TGIM edition of Brad and John, Brad and John Show. You can check us out on the web at bjshow.com. Good morning, Mr. John. Mr. John Combest, how you doing? I'm doing well. TGIM. You don't you don't mean TGIF? Did I say TGIM? <laughs> yeah, you said TGIM, which would make it Christmas, Brad. It's you, all, but you know what? Every day is Christmas to our listeners. That's right. That's right. Because they get the gift of us, right? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, TGIM came from uh, a very uh, book that had an influence, uh, a high influence on me, uh, a biography on Sam Walton. And, wow. Okay. And and was it was the M really for Monday? Like, oh yeah. Like yeah. be happy to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. He said wow, he couldn't. That's great. He couldn't wait to get back to work because you know as he grew grew older in the years, he had more family duties and stuff like that, and he wasn't really running the place you know as much as he he did in his younger years. And he talked about the fact that TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Back to work. Back to doing the things he loved. Running Walmart. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And and I've taken it on as sort of a moniker because everybody talks about. Oh. I mean, like for example. Here's a perfect example. I, I, I call people out to be wimps, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a growing movement to make the Monday after Super Bowl a national holiday. I've heard all about this. And, and you know why? Because people feel entitled to get rip-roaring drunk exactly. and sleep and be fat right. and not do anything the next day. Right. So I say simple simple solution to that is just move the Super Bowl to Saturday, right? Absolutely. you recover on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. We start the shot every day with uh, John Combest's top three. John Combest runs a website he has for over 20-plus years, johncombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, and he essentially puts all the links to all the important news stories that of uh, events, uh, you know, things that have happened around the state of Missouri. He does that every single day. And then at this point in the show, we say, John, give us the top three on the johncombest.com site this morning. The number three story, Brad, finally some good news. You know, sometimes you just think that there's no good news going on in the state of Missouri or nationwide. Here's a feel-good story. Last night, the Francis Howe School Board met and voted to throw out some resolutions and and uh, I wouldn't call it legislation, but I would call it educational policy that was born in 2020. And last night, the Francis House School Board voted to get rid of a couple, you could call them woke education classes that were based on curriculum developed by the Southern Poverty Law Center and by a uh, Afrocentric professor who has since hightailed it to Buffalo, New York. So anyway, the school board voted last night to get rid of these programs. They had been put in place by a more progressive school board a couple years ago. More conservative school board members were elected this last time around. And it was a big hubbub at Francis Howell last night. If you've seen anything on social media, uh, Bob Onder, who's the former state senator, posted some terrific video to his Twitter, his Instagram. I'm sure it's on Facebook as well. Him getting yelled at by some uh, race activists. It just it makes for it makes for great clickbait. Brad. Well, and the sad part of this is, you know, like I'm going to get myself in trouble for saying this. I say education. Go back to basics. Go mm-hmm. back to to teaching. You know, because if you look at this, you you have to watch. 
Matter of fact, I told you about this, that uh, show with Jeff Daniels. It was on, I can't remember if it was on Netflix or it was on Prime or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, an hour series and it went on. And I, you know, like a lot of these things, I got about 12 or 13 uh, uh, episodes into it. I go, oh, okay, this is sort of jumping the shark now. Okay, the very first episode is he is at a college symposium and it's him and two other people, I can't remember what they were, and they're on there with a professor, and the professor is the, is the mediator, the moderator, whatever you want to call it. And a woman, a young college student, asks a question, and Jeff Daniels just goes into this unbelievable monologue about where we stand in the world, and, you know, we're 27th in education as far as math, and 32nd as far as, as, far as science, and going like, whoa, that's sort of scary. And we talked about this last week, the Desi Report, which, mm-hmm. uh, that's the, what does that stand for again? Uh, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, DESE. Which is the state board which essentially oversees all the school districts, correct? Correct. And correct. they came out with some not-so-great news. Exactly. Uh, and I'm going like, things are not going in the right direction. But the whole thing is, it's, weren't both of these classes electives? Wasn't that the whole deal? They were electives. And, and first of all, you bring up a great point, and it's something that Scott Fawn from the Missouri Times says on his TV show, quite a bit, which is if kids are focused on math and reading and essential fundamental education elements, then they're not, you're not going to be distracted by what bathroom kids are using or if, when we should teach them that it's okay to be a cross dresser, why aren't we focusing on the areas where kids, where kids are deficient today? Look, you and I, I'd say the exact same thing. And it's nothing to do with race or or, or gender or any of this kind of crap. Let's turn out kids that are well-educated. I mean, like, for example, what state was that? Was that in Washington State where uh, the several of the school districts have eliminated the requirements for graduation? Everybody gets a diploma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, Well, okay. why not? You might you, you wouldn't want to hurt someone's feelings. And, <laughs> right. and with that, we, I know we, we won't go too deep into this today, but the uh, all the original proposals, which came from a resolution um, that was essentially – you know, saying that the world is racist, America is racist, let's fight it. It came from in 2020. Remember the big reckoning, Brad, because of uh, there was a march down Mid Rivers Mall Drive, right, to honor the great St. George Floyd, right. And after that, we we ended up with this race this race shaming curriculum in Francis House. So finally, some good news. It, it will come to a head, of course, every year. There's school board elections in April, um, so there'll be some histrionics around that. Yeah. So that's the number three story. Today. Number two. The number two story, a continuation of something we've talked about before, is that yesterday, officially, the House Democratic Caucus kicked out one member of their own. State Representative Sarah Unsicker from the St. Louis suburb of Shrewsbury was officially told by Democratic leadership, you can't sit with us. You can't be a part of our team anymore. Is she? Is so she, not only has she been stripped of her committee posts, she now can't. She now can't hang out with her friends and talk as much. Well, has she been done like the George Santos deal, where they kicked her out of the 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 house? I mean, is she? No, still- she's not kicked out of the house, but she's been kicked out of the caucus. So, so essentially, what this means is she's still able to go to the floor of the house and vote. But she doesn't have any influence on committee legislation. She was, she was a, a, you know, as far as members of the Democratic super minority go, she had a great reputation among her party and among Republicans of uh, being a progressive voice and a conservative legislature. And uh, so now she can't go to committee meetings, and now she can't even go to when the when the Democrats team up and get together and talk about you know what they're what what they're going to do next. She she can't be. She can't be a part of those meetings. It comes across to me, and I'm biased, even though I'm a right-wing Republican, it comes across as petty. 
And it's essentially, it's like the movie Mean Girls. I was where just going to say, say to the girl that suddenly became porky, right, right. you can't sit with us. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You you don't wear the right clothes. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. You, like for example, I used to have a guy that uh, when I was my my very start of my career in broadcasting, um, I was like in my twenties, and this guy was a a high school kid, and he went to country day school. And and for <laughs> wow. for example, he we used to call him Mr. Preppy because of the fact that back then he had the chino jean, you know, the chinos, the mm-hmm. the, the 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 you know either the the um, what was it? What's the little alligator shirt? Izod. Oh, he, uh, Lacoste. Yeah, he had the Izod shirt, or he had a a, Izod, a yeah. light blue button down, uh, you know, uh, button up the front shirt. And he said that if you showed up, it it wasn't an official uniform, but if you showed up at anything else. Nobody would talk to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I believe it. And so, you know, it, it would. I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday. If I was advising the Missouri House Democrats, to me, it seems not only do you seem petty to do this, Sarah Unsicker is term limited. So this is the last time she'll ever be able to be in the legislature and cast votes. And let's say they had just ignored her and hadn't gone through this whole performative. You can't sit with us anymore. Right. This thing would have probably gone away. Or if not. They would have said, hey, we have a lot of diverse voices in our in our, you know, in our caucus. The voters can make their decision whether or not they want to elect her to represent our party as attorney general. Well, but instead, you come across looking pretty petty. I well, think. If, if that were me, see, I'm the contrarian. If that were me, that would be the badge of honor, you know, <laughs> Yeah, to be kicked out. And in fact, Sarah Unsicker, and I'm, I'm putting a link to this up at our next commercial break. Um, usually my website is done at 6.59 a.m., but I will add a link at 7.20 now. She has a sub stack, which is you can sign up for free. It's a newsletter. And she has in the past couple weeks, having been Having seen media bias, she's calling it out now. Her latest one, which she sent out yesterday, talks about many cases in the Missouri Democratic Party where folks have had worse transgressions, but everyone seems to forgive them, maybe because they're a minority or maybe because they're a part of a certain group. So she's she's literally taking no prisoners in this battle. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, I I, I have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, kudos for her because of the yeah. fact that that when you take the path. Less taken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like it's like I kid all the time. Uh, you know what the definition of a pioneer is? Someone found face down in the dirt, dead with an arrow <laughs> in their snow, back. Bro. Right, right, or snow, exactly. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, with an arrow in their and back. And so that's the number two story today. The number one story is Senator Eric Schmidt was on Fox News on the Cud- or excuse me, Fox Business Cudlow show, talking about the Colorado decision to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. Eric Schmidt, of course, former attorney general of Missouri, so gave a legal perspective of it. In short, the the 15-second version is Eric Schmidt says it's completely unhinged and that the and that this Colorado Supreme Court decision will be thrown out. And then I'd also add an asterisk too, Brad, one that, that's also an interesting story for local folks. The federal government has cracked down on total access urgent care. I'm not sure if you saw this story. No, what's but, what's but what's, you see total access urgent care in in so many strip malls. I'm, I I believe they have somewhere around I think at least 50 locations. Oh, they're they're in the not strip area. malls. They bring their and their... it turns out that that total access urgent care was billing the federal government using the wrong codes to inflate how much reimbursement they got, and specifically when they would bill the government saying that a doctor went in and visited with a patient when really the patient might have been seen by non-physicians. So they settled for $9.1 million. The company is based in Baldwin, Missouri. Well, but it, it's pretty unique that the, that the government would go after 
a company like that. Well, I don't know. It, it seems to me unique that a company you, you have to show a lot of fraud, I think, to have <laughs> to to have this administration come after you for for, uh, you know, for overbilling and things like that. But it's worth reading. And it's on its uh, article on my website today. And Brad, I'd also point out if you've ever had any trouble accessing post dispatch articles, you know how there's this paywall that always pops up. John's got, I added a brand new workaround John's this got, week John's to make got the every post dispatch article that you want to read oh. free. So check it out today on my website. Let me go back to total access urgent care. Yeah. First off, you said they were in strip malls. First off, they build their own buildings from the ground up. Every last one of them. They're not part of. The I strip- didn't know that. They're, oh, none yeah. of them are in strip malls. No, I, you they know are, what? I'm they thinking are. of SSM and, Man, and Mercy Urgent Care. Matter You're fact, right. The ones that I can think of yeah. total access, they build their own buildings. Right. They build their own buildings. And matter of fact, uh, the uh, the one that I thought was interesting was they bought a bank there on. Um, on Clarkson Road, I believe out in Chesterfield, either Chesterfield or Wildwood. I don't know where the boundary line is. They bought a bank, very nice bank building there, and tore it down and built a total excess urgent care. And unfortunately, that was the site of that horrendous thing where that kid who was, uh, you know, on on drugs or something like that, drove his car up Clarkson at like 100 miles an hour, flew across the median, and hit some poor girl in the parking lot who just got off work and killed her and then smashed into the side of the building. Was that Clarkson and Kerr's Mill, you said? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, yeah I, know that's, that, I know. Yeah. I know that building. There, there used to be a bank there, and matter of fact, in, in, in I don't know if that's actually. It's sort of weird. The boundary between St. Charles and St. Peter's is sort of hard to define out there, off of Cave Springs. But they used to be on the parking lot of the of the. Uh, there's a shopping center that has Harbor Freight, and I think there's a TJ Maxx in there. And when the Steak and Shake went out of business, they bought the Steak and Shake building, tore it down, built another building across the street, literally moved the practice across the street, and now they're across the street uh, right there at, I guess it would be Moogie and Mexico. Uh, The interesting thing about that is I don't think the original guy is in it. If Shelly would hear, she'd probably be able to tell me how long ago this the guy who started that was a local doctor. He came to one of our, he, I don't know if you've been, if you ever go to chamber meetings? Uh, no, I used to, but okay. I don't go well, anymore. Well, most of the chamber meetings have what, you you know, like if the general me- membership, the luncheon meetings, uh, they have what they call, you can buy like a sponsorship of the meeting. And, and you the, get a chance to come up and give Right, you get five minutes. Hey, you know, my, I'm this is my business, blah, 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 blah. And he mm-hmm. bought it one time when we were in the O'Fallon chamber. And local surgeon got up there, talked about, and this is before he really exploded. Now, I understand somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not, you're the guy that can find all this stuff out, that he got bought out by a hedge fund or something like that. And that I don't I, I don't know. And there's I'm some sure there's that. some New York head fund head fund is doing it. Okay, now that's the top three. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here because I'm going to make a phone call and we're going to see if my phone's going to work right this all time. Right. We're going to see if this, oh, there it is. Now, only if he can hear me, because I have a question for this guy, and I don't know if he's going to answer or not. And once again, John, unfortunately, you may not be able to hear the other side of the conversation, so you may unfortunately be out of the conversation. Just do it sign language to me. Yes, I'll sign language it to you. Okay, because John's not in the same studio as I am. (sighs) He's not going to answer. I'm calling an attorney. Hello, this is Mark McCoskey. I'm not available on the phone right now. Please leave your name, telephone number, and message, and I'll get back to you shortly. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. At the end of your message, press 1. Hey, Mark, Brad Hildebrand, I'm on the air right now. If you can't give me a buzz back, 314-280-8880, 314-280-8880. I have to ask you a legal question, and this is not about your bodybuilding. How's that? Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. I won't say what I want to talk to him about. Hopefully, he'll call it back, because a lot of times he's on another radio show or something like that. Yeah. But... 
we didn't really talk about this, and you and I haven't talked about this at all. This holy crap, crazy, weird stuff out of Colorado with the Supreme Court. Now, do you know this story about the fact... Hold on a minute. There he is. Hey, do you hear me? I can. Okay, Mark, you're on the air. This is Brad and John, uh, John Combest of johncombest.com. I'm calling you for a legal opinion on something, okay? Oh, I'm in big trouble now, then. <laughs> I know you're not a bankrupt attorney, but the news yesterday was Rudy Giuliani filed bankruptcy because of the judgment against him in Georgia. And now they're saying he can't declare bankruptcy. Can you explain this? Well, he can declare bankruptcy, and once again, I'll give the disclaimer that I'm not a bankruptcy lawyer, but I, I can I know enough to be dangerous. Um, but if you if you have a judgment against you for intentional torts, meaning you've done something you weren't found liable for anything you did negligently, but something you did intentionally, then typically that's not dischargeable in bankruptcy. So he can go ahead and file bankruptcy, but probably the uh, the debt that he owes because of that absurd verdict uh, is not dischargeable. So, so in other words, even if let's, and they say, and, and explain this to me too. When you hear the bankruptcy thing, they always say he has assets between one and $10 million and his, his debts are between one and a billion dollars. Why can't they nail it down? <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, the, uh, I don't know. You know, that the, the, in the world right now, it's such a frightening place for everybody who, who uh, doesn't agree with the current administration because now having adverse political opinions, just look at the vast majority of the January Sixers, has now become a criminal offense. Saying things in public that the people disagree with has become an actionable offense where you get tens of millions, or in the case of Alex Jones, a billion dollar judgment against you. It's, it's, it's all designed to just keep us quiet, make us sit down and shut up because the consequences are so extreme, no one can afford to pay them. Well, now, now going back to what you said earlier, you're saying, essentially saying that if there's, what, is there malice or intent, you can't have that discharged in bankruptcy? Was that what you said? I, I believe that's correct. And, and so things like, and punitive damages are not dischargeable in bankruptcy. Interesting. In order, to be, in order to be subject to punitive damages, the jury must have found that you either acted intentionally or with callous disregard for the for the effects under circumstances where there's a high probability of damage. So, you know, either one of those things is is typically not dischargeable in bankruptcy. And I don't know, I don't know Rudy's current marital status, but uh, to the extent that he's got any marital status in most states, that can't be reached by your judgment creditors uh, for you for something which you alone were responsible for. But uh, you know, the amazing thing is he got he got. Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who's a friend of mine, he's been to my house, we've been out to dinner, um, goes from being America's favorite, you know, America's mayor, a, a true hero, to, uh, to somebody who's been driven into the ground for nothing more than supporting President Trump and, and saying what he genuinely believed, and by the way, which I believe, that there was massive election fraud in the last uh, presidential election. You know, I tell you what, every day you read the headlines and what you said about the persecution, prosecution, whatever you want to look at it, it's to the point where they just want to make you bury your head in the sand, not say anything anymore, right? That's what it's all about. And, uh, and you know, some of these guys, I mean, some of the January Sixers have gotten years in prison, some now decades in prison. Um, I had uh, um, uh, Zuni Darte, Enrique Torrio's uh, mom on my program a couple of months ago. And one of the things that uh, her son got convicted of and got that was a terrorist, terrorist enhancement, they got him an extra 10 years in prison. 
was a destruction of one of those bicycle barricades they use. But you got to remember that Enrique was in Baltimore that day. Not that he conspired to do it or encouraged other people to do it, but the, he himself actually did it, even though he wasn't in D.C. That's how bizarre and, and uh, frightening the legal environment is out there right now. Mark, I appreciate you taking my call. You know, it's funny. Every, one, every once in a while, somebody says to me, is that the real Mark McCluskey you keep calling? And I go, it's the real deal. I call him. He answers his phone. Once again, did I call you ahead of time and arrange this call? Oh, no, but, you know, it's not really me. This is just my, my AI double here. <laughs> Mark, have a good day, and have a Merry Christmas, both to you and your wife. Thank you, and you too, Brad. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh, bye-bye. <laughs> is that guy something or what? <laughs> that's a, that's I, I didn't get a chance to hear what he said, but I'm sure it was pithy. Well, but he, uh, it's it's Mark. I mean, he essentially said that because of the fact that that Rudy essentially did this maliciously, he can't it can't be discharged to bankruptcy. But 148 million dollars, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. If somebody gets a, a 10 million dollar judgment against from you against you, John, I mean, you don't have 10 million dollars. Maybe you do. You know, maybe a rich guy. I don't. Guy, no, but, I, I don't have 10 million. I, you know, once again, I mean, what do you do? You know, if someone says, you know, if, if, you know, once again, if you get a judgment against you for like the Alex Jones things, he doesn't have a billion dollars. Oh, anyway. Yeah, no, no chance. Hey, we're over time. Ah, thanks, John. John keeps me, John, <laughs> John is a fastidious person who keeps me on track, and I do appreciate that. It's 723. You're listening to the Brad and John Show. Check out the website, bjshow.co. And yes, we are on Egbert, E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Don't know what that is? Check it out, egbert.com, 724.